What? Hey. Woo. I go hard cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry I'm late. It's like 50 million things going on. Let me make sure my screens are all up. Can y'all see and hear me? Do we got a good connection? Yes, today I got time cuz. What's up, everybody? I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it is so much to get into. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, come on in. It's a lot to get into today. So first of all, before we even get started with the show, it is Libra season. So shout out to all my Libras. Uh, my youngest son just turned 18. Can you believe it? My baby is 18. We had a wonderful birthday for him on Sunday. Shout out to Janissa, the homegirl in Texas. Uh, happy birthday to you. Shout out to Cardi B. Happy birthday, sis. Uh, I taught her earlier. She is enjoying her birthday uh, in spite the fact of the drama on Twitter. We're not paying Twitter any mind. So shout out to my Libra. Shout out to my girl, Emily, bitch, okay? My podcast partner, Emily in Tennessee in Memphis. Her birthday is Friday. So y'all know Libras are like my other favorite sign outside of Leo's, right? I think because both of our signs start with L and we are both very loyal people. Like I love Libras. Like Libras are like just awesome people. So yes, it is Libra season. Shout out Libra gang. Okay, gang, gang, Leos and Libras. Okay. So um, yeah, it's a lot going on. Oh, it's a lot of Libras in the chat. Okay. All right. We see y'all. Somebody said Gemini's rule. First of all, okay, we're going into fall and winter. Okay. We're not talking about Geminis today. <laughs> we shout out to the Geminis, though. We about to have a Zodiac war in the chat, okay? So we don't know. We don't want to hear from the fish. We see the Pisces in the building. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. You know what? I have met some cool Pisces, you know what I'm saying? There are a few cool Pisces in my life that I care about. So um, all y'all ain't bad, but to the ones that are trash, they will forever be trash, okay? Um, but yeah, it's been a lot going on, Ciao, ciao. Y'all already sending super chats and everything. I appreciate y'all so much. Um, let me see. Somebody just sent a $20 super chat. It just disappeared. Let me see if I can find it. Where did it go? I don't know. I'm sorry, but whoever sent the $20 super chat, thank you so much. I'll see if it pops back up. Because they're like falling off. Uh, Kels sent $5. She said, hold on now. Oh, wait, hold up. It's like, they're like popping. Okay. Hey, T, you look bomb. The lip color, the top is perfect on you. I'm in class, but just wanted to show some love. I'll catch the playback. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming through, sis. I'm glad y'all like the look. That's what I was taking. So I had to, you know what I'm saying, pop a few more curls and shit up in here. Uh, Shanta sent 499 says, Hey, Auntie, I've been having a rough day. Thanks for going live. I would like to send you a late housewarming gift. How can I? Love you. Thank you so much. Um, Y'all know my P.O. box is private. Send me an email, or if you're on the Discord, send me a DM, and I'll send you my P.O. box. I don't have a public P.O. box because, uh, child. Okay, I, I grew up in the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Anthrax. So, uh, no, I need to know who I'm giving my P.O. box to. So when I go pick up something, I know who to trace it back to for some bullshit. So just email me and I'll get you my P.O. box. So thank you so much. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, your bombshell 89. Sin 99. So you look amazing, T. Love the deep dive. Jada and Wilpot could have saved a little face if they said the truth on the red table about August. Girl, we're going to get into I'm going to leave Will, honey. I know y'all are ready for me to do that. We're going to get into that in just a second. So thank you for the super chat. So before we even go there, um, hold on. Uh, Shy B sent $20. Says, hey, T, I got your notification during my second Game of Thrones rewatch. I just finished the Red Wedding. Oh, my gosh. I still be rewatching Game of Thrones. Like, I still, like, every now and then I'm like, you know what? I want to go back to Westeros. You know what I mean? So I still go back and rewatch it because I don't care. You can pick up any season of Game of Thrones and it's going to be fire. So enjoy the Red Wedding. I mean, when I first watched that, that shocked the hell out of me. I will forever be, like, the biggest Game of Thrones fan. Um, House of Dragons is okay. I'm hoping the second season is a lot better because the first season, chat was a snooze fest. But Game of Thrones just... Man, chef's kiss. I love that show. So thank you for the super chat. Thank you for joining us today. So, okay. Can we talk about Drake real quick? Um, First of all, I'm not understanding, like, the drama behind this album. Okay, let me tell y'all something. How about, you know how I just did my video, uh, what was that, like, two days ago on the whole uh, Drake versus Joe Budden and I was getting my opinion, you know, just my opinion. I didn't say nothing mean. I didn't say nothing bad. So when I submitted everything, everything was approved. It was monetized. I'm like, yes, you know, when you get that feeling like, oh my God, ooh, ooh, yeah, they're going to monetize this video. Yes. So I'm like, okay, cool. Went to sleep. Tell me why I woke up the next day. Not only was it demonetized, they put a child restriction on my shit. So they suppressed my views. So I don't know what kind of hoodoo Drake got on, you know, social media. Like, everybody going to bat for him. But they literally demonetized and child-restricted my video on Drake's album. And I didn't even say nothing bad about it. I was just giving my opinion, my honest opinion. So my thing is, like, are we not allowed to talk about Drake? Like, we can critique Nicki. We can critique Cardi. We can go in on Ice Spice. People can talk shit about Sexy Red. But when it comes to Drake, my video was age-restricted. I'm like, there wasn't no nudity. There was nothing crazy. So I hit up my YouTube manager, and I'm like, hey, why is my Drake video age-restricted? When I went to bed, it was in the green. And they're like, oh, uh, profanity. What? What? I was like, profanity? Krishan and Blueface curse all the time in my videos, and y'all don't get them for profanity. And they're like, oh, yeah, Birdman was doing too much profanity. Now, we know Birdman is a part of Young Money, Cash Money. So I don't give a damn what nobody said. I feel like they went and reported that video because they're like, oh, well, we can't report it because Joe wasn't cussing. So we'll report it because Birdman, who's part of Young Money, Cash Money, is in the video. Yeah, they said because Birdman was cussing that they child restricted my video. Really? Really, Drake? So... I don't know, man. But yeah, so in order to watch my video, you have to log in to watch it. It totally suppressed my views because it was getting ready to hit like close to like, when I went to bed, it was like at close to like 40,000. Probably would have hit 100,000, but it's totally suppressing the algorithm and I'm not making no money off of it. So that was a waste of fucking six hours worth of editing. So thank you, OVO, Drake, Drake's daddy, the bird man, whoever flagged my shit. So, yeah, it's just, you know, whatever. Drake is so sassy. So, but I'm, we about to go in on his daddy. So, um, Mr. Dennis, let me share my screen. We're about to talk about Mr. Dennis. 
he is currently beefing with old haters. He's calling Joe and other people a bunch of old haters. So let me share my screen really quick here. Give me just a second. Mr. Graham. All right. Y'all see him. That is Drake's daddy. Okay. So Drake's daddy has some words for Joe Budden and other old haters. Okay. This is what Mr. Dennis says. He says, it's a fucking shame. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Where's my tiny violin, bitch? Hold on. Grab my damn tiny violin from Mr. Dennis, okay? <laughs> so he says, it's a fucking shame that young artist can't do his own thing and enjoy his glory without an old mother effing trying to bust his bubble because he has nothing going on. And to mention or to put a limit on what age anyone should be dealing with, which is none of your goddamn business, as long as they're of legal age, I'm sick of these old fucking haters fucking with my son. If you don't like what he does, keep it moving, motherfucker. <laughs> he ain't bothering you. <laughs> Child, Drake's daddy is mad, bitch. If you don't sit down, Mr. Dennis, first of all, so let me let me show y'all what I wrote on Instagram because I was very confused at him saying that his son, one, is a young artist. Let's start there, okay? Me and Drake are basically near the same age, okay? I know my age as a grown woman. I'm not, you know, I not look young, but I'm not going to come on here and act like I'm 25 or some shit like that, right? So my thing is, like, what is young about Drake? Like, Drake is damn near, he's closer to 40 than he is 20. Drake will be, what, like 37 or 38, you know, like in like a week or two. Um, no, he's not a young artist. He's And he's lived, a, he's had like a, a long career, which is awesome. But no, your son is not a young artist. So anyways, this is what I wrote. Because y'all know, I don't, I don't come on this Instagram page a lot. You know, ever since they took my shit. I don't come out here as much, but you know, I had to comment on this because I'm like, hold up now, wait. So this is what I wrote. I said, wasn't this the same deadbeat who left him and his mama and only came around once his son was famous? Mmm, all of y'all are grown as fuck, including your 37-year-old young artist son, okay? So that is what I had to say. I just feel like, you know, Drake needs to embrace his age and stop acting like, you know, He's Kai Sinat's age. You're not 21. And, you know, like I said in my video, he's old enough to be Kai Sinat's father. I don't know how y'all don't understand that, you know, there are some teen parents out here. So, yeah, we can have grown children, like I told the girl in the chat who said that I was over-exaggerating on Kai being Drake's child. His age, he's young enough to be Drake's child. Me and a lot of my friends were teenage parents, so we got kids in their 20s. So Drake could have had a kid as a teenager and it could have been Kai Sinat's age. So that's not an over-exaggeration, you feel me? So I feel like, you know, at this point, his daddy needs to have several seats. I don't get like why all of a sudden nobody's allowed to critique Drake, okay? And the thing that kind of trips me out is with some of these artists, they only hear the bad. Like literally half of my video was praising his music. Like I really... Y'all know, 
if y'all go back to my old videos like 2016, 2017, I was like the biggest Drake fan. Put a teacup if y'all remember me saying there would be no Drake slander in my chat. I used to go so hard for Drake. I'm like, oh my God, I love his album. And I would go to his concerts. I took the boys to the Drake and Future concert. Like I used to, you know what I mean? Like I was a big fan of his music, you know what I mean? So it's like, even when Joe Budden was giving his opinion, he was giving them props. He was like, yo, he's made so much music that I love, but this album just wasn't it. Why when celebrities, why when we have opinions as people in media, y'all only hear the bad. We can be like, damn, that song was a bop. I love that song. I know all the words. They don't hear that. But the second you're like, nah, I'm not really feeling this album. I'm not feeling the direction you're going. You're a fucking hater. And then here comes the dad cussing folks out. No, that, that's not cool. Because again, these female artists, people drag them all the time. Okay? From Sexy Red to Glorilla to Meg Thee Stallion to Cardi to Ice Spice. People drag these female artists all the time and they're just supposed to take it. Oh, well, that's a part of the game. Oh, well, toughen up. You want to be in a male-dominated industry and the females just got to take that shit on the chin, right? But why can't Drake take critique? Like, I don't understand that. Like, he's writing whole dissertations. He's upset and everything else. And um, I just, I don't think that Joe Budden said anything wrong. Yeah, Joe might have threw a bit of shade, but that's part of doing commentary. We're not just going to sit here. We're going to be funny. We're going to, you know, add a little bit of salt, you know what I'm saying, to the situation. We're going to add a little bit of sauce. But I just felt like he just takes stuff so personal. And I don't care what nobody says. It had to be their peoples who flagged the video. Because I'm like, out of all the videos, it like it's one thing for it to get demonetized, right? Because I get demonetized all the time. I'm used to that. But when it gets age-restricted, like, you have to, like, literally, like, be hitting that this video's offending you. You know what I'm saying? So, child, it is what it is. I'm going to need Drake and his daddy to go have several seats. And the only reason why his daddy's talking shit, like, oh, he can talk to any age he wants to as long as it's legal. And I agree, there's nothing wrong with dating people who are younger than you, right? You know what I'm saying? Because young dudes come at me all the time. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with dating younger, right, as long as they're legal. Um, but... Let's keep it real. Date uh, Drake's daddy, who's like in his 60s, also be dating chicks in his 20s. <laughs> so Drake's daddy's low-key talking about himself. Because I've seen him at like Cardi B's party. And I remember when I seen him, I was like, aren't you Drake's dad? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was just weird because I'm like, why is Drake's dad here? Just, you know. <laughs> so I met him in real life. He was nice. Don't get me wrong. He was nice. He's like, yeah, I'm Drake's dad. I'm like, oh, okay, fancy meeting you here, sir. You know, so, well, I don't know about the whole him texting a 14-year-old. We're not even going to go there, okay? I've seen, like, the little Drake stuff with Bobby Millie Brown, and we're not even going to go there, okay? Like I said, as long as it's somebody, you know, of legal age, I don't care what people do. But, no, I don't condone him texting a 14-year-old. I think that's weird if he's really texting 14 year olds but yeah I think like the daddy was saying that because he knows he be hollering at like 20 something year olds too you know what I'm saying you know I'm Drake. you know that's his game he just goes up to chicks like oh I'm Drake's daddy and then you know young girls are gonna get with him just because they want to meet Drake so you know what I mean that right there duh so it's like why why did that part offend you sir like why they he can talk to any age he wants to as long as it's legal it's like why are you so offended by that you know what I'm saying by that part so I just thought that was funny 
But yeah, that was some corny shit. That was some corny shit. Let me go here and read some of these super chats here. Um, hold on. Uh, what? Uh, Weed, Weed Ninja Art99 says, Sup, Big Daddy T. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Uh, David Camarillo. Hey, David. He sent five dollars. He says, Hey, T. Hey. Uh, Jana, hold on. My page is refreshing. Like everything just refreshed. Hold on. Let me try and scroll back up here. Okay, Janison499. She says, Hey T, did you hear about Juicy J? Oh yeah, Juicy J was going in. Juicy J saying rap sales are down by 40%. By the way, I can never hear the intro because I get two ads every time the stream starts. Shake my head. Oh, hold up. So they're really putting uh ads in my stream? Like when I go, so y'all don't hear that today I got time cuz at all? Yeah, YouTube just started that shit. I don't know why, cuz I opted out of it. I opted out of it, so I don't know why they're playing ads at the end of my stream. So y'all didn't get to hear me like rapping? Oh wow, so all y'all got ads? Yeah, that's something with YouTube, that's not me. Cuz I opted out, so I guess they were like, fuck you bitch, we need our money, so. I opted out of it. I didn't know they were doing that. That sucks. Oh, wow. Okay. Somebody said, y'all need to buy YouTube premium. That's why they're doing They want everybody to go and pay for YouTube. Remember I told y'all years ago, people thought I was reaching. Um, I told y'all everything on social media is about to be subscription-based. And we posted an article the other day that it was confirmed that um, a lot of these websites now are going to be charging subscriptions to use them. You know what I mean? Cable is dying. So I think that's what it is. They want to push y'all to get subscriptions. But yeah, I did hear what Juicy J had to say. And I agree with him. Um, the rap sales are down. And that was part of the open letter that Walla was saying. Like, you know, again, we will kiki and laugh about the fuck shit on Twitter, right? So like when Krishan and Blueface are going back and forth and doing all the nonsense, people will kiki, people will laugh, you know, we'll do commentary on it. But when it comes to like music, people are tired of the gimmicks. And then also remember, there was a point in time where a lot of these celebrities and these rappers were shitting on their fans. Remember, let's not forget the whole flex era of 2017, 2018. Oh, I got this, I got that, y'all are broke, da 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 da. And people got tired of that. Like, you're not gonna keep calling me broke, but then demanding that I come to your concert. You're not gonna keep calling me broke and then telling me to go stream your music. People got tired of that shit. You're not gonna keep calling your fans who got you to where you're at broke and act like they're beneath you. We're not gonna go to your concert and then you act like all of a sudden you're antisocial and you wanna stand next to your fans like this, but I paid $500 to see you backstage. So fans are being smart with their money. They're not playing no more. They're tired of the gimmicks. They're tired of the antics. You know what I'm saying? Um, the only reason why I think um, that Sexy Red is doing really good is because you're always going to have a sec the section of the population who likes ratchet shit, right? But I think Sexy Red is just authentically ratchet. That's just who she is, right? Whereas I think Suki tries a bit too hard, but Sexy is just ratchet. So you have 
people who just like her, you know, her concerts are selling out and stuff like that. But then you have the rest of the population who really want real music. And they're gonna, and especially with today's economy and the things that are going on, people are gonna be very mindful of what they support. So, you know, the gimmicks are just not working anymore. You know what I'm saying? People want substance. Folks are tired of the constant features. You know, um, they're tired of if people have an opinion. There's all this backlash. You know, these celebs will see a thousand good comments of people praising them, but then they'll hone in on the one bad comment. You know, so people are just being like very careful with how they spend their time and their energy. So I don't disagree with anything Juicy J said. Um, and then plus, like I told you guys before, Afrobeats and K-pop, they're taking over right now. They really are. People are tired of the fuckboy manual. People don't want to sit here and keep listening to people talk about killing other young black men. You know, people are tired of, you know, okay, fine, all y'all got wet coochies. You know, everybody can, you know, suck an eggplant. Okay, what else can you do besides suck dick and get wet? Like, okay, we, we heard that already. Next. Like, people are tired of that. People want more substance. Again, I'm not knocking none of these young girls because, yeah, we had our little kins, we had our Trinas, but then we also had a body of work from them. So yeah, you might have a freaky song, but then there would also be a deep song, you know what I'm saying, on the album as well. So there just has to be a balance. And I think that's the problem, is that there's not enough balance. So hope that answered your question. Yeah, I love what Juicy J had to say. He's an OG, you know what I'm saying? So if Juicy J is saying something, I'm gonna definitely listen, because he's an OG in the game. Um, uh, 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 let's see here. Shy B sent 20... Oh, yeah, okay, I read that earlier. Thank you, Shy. Sir Smiles sent $100. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Sir Smiles. I appreciate you, love. Says, I've been missing the lies, but I finally caught you. I've missed your beautiful face. You look amazing. And I know the, I know how them legs is looking. Ew. Ah! <laughs> love you, T. Love you, too. Um, it was so funny because when you met me in Atlanta, you was like, dang, I didn't know you was so tall. Like, everybody else thinks I'm, like, super short. So, yeah. It was nice meeting you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. See, I actually be knowing my subscribers. I actually remember y'all. I be remembering y'all's comments and stuff like that. So, Smiles was very shocked because as soon as Smiles told me who they were, I remember them right off the rip. You know what I'm saying? But that's the difference because I actually have a genuine connection with my fans. And that we actually be in here kicking it, having a good time. Every time we go live, it's like a reunion. I don't have a bunch of hate watchers, you know what I'm saying? There might be a few haters sprinkled in there, but it's not like certain people when they go live. But thank you. <laughs> okay, um, let's see here. Dr. Nikki, what's up, Dr. Nikki? She says, yes, the membership, Scorpios rock. Thank you so much for being a member. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Make sure. Oh, yeah. And um, for y'all who forgot or who didn't get a chance to check it out, isn't it funny? Let me talk about this real quick. What was this? Like a week ago, a week and a half ago, I dropped my World War III deep dive. And now what's on the news? Everybody's talking about World War III. How come every time I do a deep dive about certain topics, within two weeks to a month, that's like the topic all over the news? Like when I did my water deep dive, all of a sudden... Everything was about like water, water scarcity, the water wars. And then when I was doing my stuff about AI, here come all this AI technical stuff. So I'm like, damn, I just dropped my World War III deep dive. And now we have everything going now with Israel, Hamas, you know what I'm saying? The Gaza Strip. It's, man, it's getting real out here. Winter 
in my Game of Thrones voice, winter is definitely coming. Um, we're not going to talk about that right now. Yes, Tigro Damas. Um, we're not going to talk about that right now, but trust me, we've been talking about it on the Discord. The stuff that's going on right now in Israel with Hamas, there's going to be some global ramifications. So we might talk about it near the end of this stream. Thank you, Killer Cam TV. He says, T, you're an empath. Yes, I've been strengthening my empathetic or empathic, that's what it's called, vibes. But yeah, it's just weird. I'm like, damn, every time I talk about something, like it be coming to pass, like it be making me scared sometimes. Like I remember me and Emily did that, um, we did the podcast and I was talking about, you know, the infrastructure and how like the infrastructure in America is crumbling. And then the damn bridge in Tennessee that connected, I think like Tennessee and Mississippi, whatever, it ended up collapsing. And then remember we were talking about the gas and like, you know, um, hackers tapping into like the gas pipeline and then they, they ended up hacking. And remember like the whole Southeast, they were like lines to get gas. Like that was crazy. So yeah, man, a, pro a prophetic gift, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. But um, we gonna talk about that later, child. We got a lot of tea to get through right now. So we got over 7,000 people in here. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Kimberly Lewis said 999. She says, hey, T, big Libra. I just turned 23 in Turks on the A. Thanks for the shout out. Thank you for all the knowledge, Auntie. You are so welcome and happy 23rd birthday to you. Enjoy your 20s. They go fast. So thank you so much for being a support. I appreciate you, sis. Um, Annette Harris says, you look beautiful in that flashback from yesterday, even younger today. You are blessed and highly favored. Have a blessed day, T. Thank you so much. It was so, like, it's always weird when I go back and I see my old videos from years ago. Because I'm like, I be thinking y'all be playing when y'all be like, dang, you really haven't aged. And I went back and I seen, I was like, dang, I low-key still look the same. And it was so funny when I posted the, the picture of, like, me and my youngest son when I did the montage. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, damn, I still look the same. The only thing that was changing was my son was getting bigger and taller than me. And I still look the same in the pictures. I'm like, yo, God is good. Because I really do not look like what I've been through. I've been through so much shit, man. Like, for real, for real. Y'all know that. You know what I mean? Like, just everything, health-wise, surgeries, all types of shit. You know what I mean? But I'm still here and I'm grateful. So it is a blessing, for real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. So, okay, so we, we talked about Drake's daddy. Next. Um, hold on. Let me find. Okay. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about DJ Envy. I got my little notes here. Let me pull it up here. Okay. So, we're going to get on DJ Envy. Now, as you guys know, I have been reporting on the whole DJ Envy situation, I think, for like two months now. I first heard about it from my homeboy, Star. And Tony the Closer. I didn't know who Tony the Closer was before this, but I think I think he played football or something like that. But he's another influencer. And so he has been keeping his foot on DJ Envy's neck. Like I and I think DJ Envy was trying to sue him, which is weird because it's like, why are you trying to sue him but not Caesar Pena? But okay. So anyhow, what I find very interesting about the DJ Envy situation is this, right? I understand that sometimes you can connect with people and you may not know what they're up to. You know, you just want to help out. 
But from what I've researched, Caesar had done prison time for scamming. Like Caesar had all these felonies. I don't know. And it's not me being judgmental, you know, because you can go to prison, do your time and come out and, you know, change your life around. Right. Because we want to give people a second chance. You know, once you paid your debt to society, you should be able to turn your life around. But that don't mean you're going to be coming on my fucking platform. That, my, that doesn't mean I'm about to co-sign you. You can change your life around, but I'm not really going to co-sign you. And I, and I think, too, like, as influencers, right, and I don't care if you're a celebrity, a YouTuber, a TikToker, you know, Instagram, there's a such thing as integrity. And, like, I always tell y'all, our money's not good money. Y'all don't understand how many times I have turned down advertisements where people are going to pay me thousands of dollars because I'm like, this doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to sell this to my audience. Like, established titles. They were going to pay me several thousand dollars to be a, a lord or a, or a lady in Ireland or some shit or Scotland. And I'm like, well, can I, like, travel to Scotland and go see my plot of land? Because, bitch, I actually buy land in real life and I've built a few homes. Like, I want to be able to build on my plot of land. And they're like, well, no, you really can't build on that. So why would I sell that to my audience? It doesn't make any sense. So I turned that down and that was a few thousand dollars. I could have took and be like, oh yeah, y'all go buy this established titles bullshit. But it's just like, you know, I don't want to attach my brand to any and everything. It's not that serious to me. So, you know, you, you have to watch that. And I feel like he was getting a kickback. I don't care. I feel like there was way too much promotion of DJ Envy and I mean, excuse me, of Cesar Pina on DJ Envy's platform. And you got to understand that but great power comes responsibility. For a, a majority of the population, we didn't know who Cesar Pena was. We found out about Cesar Pena on The Breakfast Club, the whole flipping NJ and, and you know, flip to Dow and all that stuff. We found out about that because of DJ Envy. So now to try and distance himself, I'm sorry, it comes off as very, very disingenuous, right? And the thing that kind of bothered me with his conversation with Charlemagne I didn't see any type of empathy. I didn't hear an apology. I didn't hear like, there was no empathy towards the people who invested because they trusted you, DJ Envy. It was just all this, I'm a victim too, I'm a victim too. But then I gotta ask myself, when did you become a victim? And if you were a victim, why did you not go onto your platform and say, hey y'all, this dude's a scammer. He scammed me out of money. I put money into this school, it wasn't built. Please you guys, Nobody invest anything else into Cesar Pena. He never did that. So for me, it's like I can't take it like you really care about the black community or your audience because you never came back and weren't nobody. Like what type of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? Like even I remember um, in 2020 when all those crypto people, they be in my DMs all the time. Like, oh, you know, we'll pay you $5,000 to promote this crypto. Y'all ain't never seen me promote no fucking crypto. I told y'all, I felt like a lot of these crypto things were a Ponzi scheme. I remember going back and forth with people on the Discord. Oh, you're sitting here, you know what I'm saying, throwing shade at Dogecoin. I said, I'm not throwing shade. If you invested early, get your bag. I'm not mad at you. But you got to understand, if you're trying to run and go invest now, you're going to be left holding the bag. Remember, I was saying all this shit in 2020. So it's like I never came on here and promoted any of that because... I understand that I have a platform and I don't ever want my audience to put themselves in a situation where they lose their money, their life savings because of me. 
because I gave them bad advice or bad investments and stuff like that. That's why I don't get into that. People are like, oh, you should do, you know, you should tell people how you got into housing and all that stuff. No, people need to do their own research because if it don't work for you, y'all are not about to drag me and be like, well, Lovely T said, well, I know Lovely T ain't said shit. Do your own research, you know what I'm saying? And before you invest anything, like th this is your money. This is what you're building, your generational wealth for your family. So you should know what you're investing into. So I think that DJ Envy does owe his audience a lot better than him trying to distance himself. So we're going to first listen to his conversation with Charlemagne. And then we're going to watch this news clip that came out. So let me go ahead and pull this up really quick. Give me just a second. Cause it's a lot of mush mouth shit all of the sudden, especially when he wasn't even speaking or addressing this before. So hold on, let me share my screen real quick here. It's DJ Eve and Slippin' and Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry that listen my head rent free. I'm sorry. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and listen. Um, there's been a lot going on, Charlene. Grab your tiny violins. No. <laughs> I'm being serious. So, so let me explain some things. I'm, I'm not, my attorneys don't want me to speak, but I think there's things that I need to clear up a little bit. I think you should listen to your attorneys. Why don't I think people like listen? Like, if your attorney told you don't say nothing, why are you talking? Listen, so Caesar and myself did seminars. Now, the reason I did these seminars is because I wanted to uplift my community. I wanted to teach my community about real estate, things that I didn't know when I was first buying my first home. I wanted to teach our community about investing in generational wealth. So I did these seminars and brought industry professionals to all these seminars, whether it was real estate agents from different markets, contractors, uh, conventional lenders, hard money lenders. I even brought auction.com to actually show people how to purchase houses online. That's what I wanted to do for my people. Now, Caesar, if he took money, I wasn't privy to it, nor did I even know. But I do understand how people feel if they did give him money because I gave him a lot of money Jesus. that I didn't see a dollar of return. But for, for anybody to say I was involved, that's totally not true. Yeah, I can't hear it. I never. I've been on this radio close to 30. I've been on radio close to 30 years and never in my 30 years time that I do nothing but try. Wait, can y'all hear? Because people are saying they can't hear. Put a tick if y'all can hear it. Is this just, is it just two people? It's low. Y'all can hear it. I don't know why it's low, YouTube. Y'all can hear it fine. Okay. Half the people are saying it's low. People say, put your earbuds in. Because most people said they can hear it just fine. Okay, I'm going to keep playing. Uplift people and show people a different way through the business mind. And I would never take a dollar from somebody. I, I, I could be wrong, but I didn't see nobody accusing you of taking money. I just saw them say that they met Caesar because they heard you talking about Caesar. Not it. They basically said I was privy to it, and that wasn't true. Okay, I, 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 from what I read in actual court papers, I didn't see that. They said that the, all these people were saying that they met Caesar because of you. Right, and they're saying that. Somebody accusing you of taking no money. To the point where if, if you read the court documents, Caesar wrote an affidavit that says DJ Envy, Rashawn Casey, had no knowledge of me investing people's money. I saw that too. He wasn't there. He wasn't part of those conversations. He wasn't even nowhere in those meetings. And those are, those are documents that's out there. So if we're going to talk about truth, let's talk about the truth. 
And those are the documents out there. And well, I know you can't talk about the truth yet because your lawyers don't want you talking at all. So the smart thing to do is I understand you want to say something to the listeners, and, I, and I'm sure the listeners appreciate it. But man, just wait until all the dust settles. And when all the dust settles, then we can get on this radio and have a real conversation. Until then, I just, I don't, you know, I don't think you should be saying any of this. But, you know, that's just me. Look at you. You can't even help yourself. What else you want to say, man? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. All right. Uh, but when the dust settles, okay. you can have a real conversation with, with the but it's audience. difficult because the stuff that you're hearing is like, that's totally not true. Like, it's not true. Like, well, that should be that's fake news. Like, those are fake stories. That should be enough. And you know what the truth is. If you know what the truth is, don't worry about it. Because the truth don't need no defense. It just needs, the truth don't need no defense, just witnesses. That's it. All right. All right, well. And, by the way, you look very suspicious because you don't have your just a minute right now. It looks like the grades are coming in right here in the back. All right, next. You know, Charlamagne about to be on that weirdo stuff. So, um, I don't know what was going on for, most people said they could hear it. So, just, it's all the way turned up on my end, y'all. Like I said, put on y'all's earbuds. Um, but yeah, I just, what kind of bothered me with him addressing this now, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I feel like he's only addressing this now that the white media is involved. Okay. Um, when it was Tony the Closer, Star, uh, think, what's his name? Pocket Watching with JT and like other black people. They were like, hey, you know, what is going on, DJ Envy? People are saying that they didn't, you know, they invested money. Um, they're not seeing a return on their investment. When black folks were like speaking out on social media, it was ignored. But I noticed once like the white dudes got involved because Spencer Cornelia, he goes after a lot of scam artists and stuff. Once the white media got involved, now all of a sudden I feel like he's speaking because if you guys don't know, Spencer did a video... He's done two DJ Envy videos that have basically gone viral on YouTube. So we're going to just watch the beginning of Spencer's video here. Um, and then also he was on the news. Like he made the local news once again. So I feel like this is the only reason why DJ Envy is speaking. So we're just going to watch a snippet of Spencer's video here. Let me make sure this is turned up. Okay. The first video I made covering this story went crazy. Many of you are saying Caesar should be in prison. Some of you want DJ Envy in prison too. After releasing the video, it fully hit me how large this Ponzi scheme is. After a few more victims sent me DMs on Instagram stating they lost a combined $700,000 to Caesar, I realized this is far bigger than I imagined. I even interviewed a real estate attorney based in New Jersey to help assist in understanding what's next in this case. Are Caesar Pena and DJ Envy going to end up in prison? So far, only civil lawsuits have been filed against Caesar Pena and DJ Envy. Why haven't we seen any criminal charges yet? Well, obviously the government still needs to investigate the case before they come forward with charges. Let me say these. Let me say this. These white boys on YouTube do not be playing. His ass really went and got a lawyer from New Jersey. <laughs> he was like, I'm bringing in a lawyer from New Jersey to ask some questions. All these white boys on YouTube don't be playing, bitch. To investigate the case in graphic detail. They're gonna get as much evidence as they can. They're gonna compile it together and then they're gonna move forward guns blazing. They're gonna speak to every victim. They're gonna speak to attorneys. They're gonna gather information. They're gonna get 
all all evidence that they have that they can use against them, they're going to have it ready before they move forward with their case. Unfortunately, it takes time for the federal authorities to gather substantial evidence necessary to win in court, but Caesar's time is coming. See my dreams unfold, nightmares come true, it was time to marry my prison cell and I said, yeah, I do. Here's DJ Envy daydreaming about being innocent in this Ponzi scheme. So, really, I think the question's going to rely on... Alright, y'all gotta go watch his whole video, he's funny, I, I like Spencer. Um, I did have to give him the side eye a while back when he wasn't calling out his buddies when all that shit went down with, um, FTX, but, okay. Um, so, I don't know, that part just had me cracking up. Okay, so now, I want, we're gonna watch the... <laughs> yes, he went and got a lawyer, honey. I said, oh, they do not be playing. He's like, I went and hired a lawyer from the state of New Jersey to answer my questions. He's a mess. Okay, so that was his second video on DJ Envy. So now the news out there um, in Jersey, they're definitely talking about it now too. So let me share this tab. We're going to watch. This is, this is kind of long, so we're going to watch this together here. Let me minimize myself. All right. This is why DJ Envy is speaking out. Video. Investors in a real estate venture say they were swindled out of millions of dollars. And they argue syndicated radio rapper Rashawn Casey, better known as DJ Envy from the show The Breakfast Club, promoted these deals. Investigative reporter Sarah Wallace talked to the alleged victims and has the response to those mounting accusations you're about to hear for the first time. We've helped so many people, not just regular people, but celebrities, mm -hmm. athletes, executives. That's DJ Envy on his syndicated iHeartRadio show, The Breakfast Club. He's often promoted the real estate venture of his pal, Cesar Pena. You might know him on Instagram as Flippin' NJ. But it's more than just a passing endorsement. You could partner with us on some deals. Make some money with us. Envy and Cesar have teamed up for seminars, including one at the Jacob Javits Convention Center, pitching opportunities to flip properties, often in distressed areas of New Jersey. We invested $200,000 and looks like we're never going to get it back. Jose Santiago and his wife Jessica Ortiz say they believed investing in this neighborhood of Patterson would be their ticket to the American dream. That's the reason why I got into real estate, so we can actually start flipping properties, buying properties, so we can have something for our kids in the future. The couple says they connected with entrepreneur Caesar after seeing him on social media with DJ Envy. He's advertising this all over the radio and on television. I've seen shows on him all over the place, so I thought this was legit. The pitch to invest in rundown properties that would be renovated and flipped for more money. The promised return up to 30%. In some cases, Caesar didn't even own the properties. This couple took out $200,000 in equity from their Florida home, promised that 30% return within four months. Then they say nothing. I'm paying the interest right now every month, and I have nothing. Well, at this point, we just want our money back. Nigel Chamblin says he was conned by Caesar into investing $235,000 in that same Patterson property, along with two others, $300,000 each for homes in Hawthorne and in Maplewood. $835,000 in total on all three houses. There were other people investing in the exact same properties. It was a scam. It was a lie. 
Augie Rios owns a custom auto wrap shop in Lodi, who says he worked on Envy's cars for years and believed his pitch. He did get back a return on an initial investment with Caesar that maintains a second investment on this Patterson property went south. If it wasn't for DJ Envy, I would have never invested into Caesar. I lost a total of $64,000. After receiving two bounce checks, Rio says he got a visit from Caesar carrying this box of jewelry. He said, uh, take this jewelry until I can pay you back. How much did he say this was worth? 15, 20 grand. Then there's record producer Anthony Martini, who invested in what he thought was a promising apartment project in Patterson. I lost a million dollars. And you went in because of DJ Envy. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd known Envy for for years. Martini's attorney has filed a lawsuit. Uh, it's some sort of Ponzi-like scheme where he's taking money uh, from one investor to pay off other other investors. You're looking at over $40 million invested with the Pinas in their companies. Breaking news here on Tony DeClosa's Live. The complaint floodgates opened up when alleged victims started appearing on the social media platform of influencer Tony the Closer, a self-proclaimed real estate scam watchdog. I decided to make it where everybody would know the, the, the disgusting behavior that they're practicing. Dozens of lawsuits have now been filed against Caesar and his wife. Several also name Envy, who has sued Tony the Closer for defamation after also going on with him live. And there's nobody in here that could ever say Envy, they gave Envy a dollar. Envy, whose real name is Rashawn Casey, declined to talk to the I-team, referring us to a powerful Manhattan real estate attorney. He says the radio personality lost half a million dollars to the Pinas in an investment deal to transform this vacant school building in Patterson into rental units. He is a victim, just like the other alleged victims are in connection with the scam. Why, if he's a victim, hasn't he filed a lawsuit against the Pinas? He has a legal right to file whenever he deems fit. He is now contending with cases that are being filed every day improperly against him. Why not come out on his radio show and warn other alleged victims if he feels that he was? This is a, it's an ongoing, uh, there are ongoing litigations. Uh, and, and there's no room for them on you know, any sort of radio show. A lot of people say they bought in because of Envy's reputation. Does he not have some responsibility? Absolutely not. The only reason why Envy is sued is to sensationalize the case. The attorney is seeking dismissals of all the lawsuits. As for the Pinas, we caught up with Caesar's wife, Jennifer, in Bergen County. Do you have anything to say to the alleged victims? I say, you know, just hold tight and we're going to come through. You know, where's the money? Listen, that's a Caesar answer for you. I can't give you that answer. He wants to be here with you. He wants to do the sit down. He wants to have this interview. He wants to clear the air. He wants to explain his side and he wants people to understand what's going on. But, you know, he's been advised to not talk. There may be some hope for investors. A judge has appointed a bankruptcy court trustee to oversee some of the Pena's properties. Any available assets could eventually be sold off to pay alleged victims. From Patterson, Sarah. All right, let me come back on the screen, child. Hold on. Okay, so y'all just watch that. It is getting real. And again, I, and I like this news lady. She was asking some real questions. Like I said, if he knew and he was scammed too, 
why has he not taken to the breakfast club and i'm talking about way before the lawsuits way before the whole tony the closer thing because he claimed initially when he talked to tony he claimed that he wasn't scammed then he came out and said that well you know he lost on some investments so if you lost on some investments dealing with caesar why would you not in in return tell your audience that why would you not tell your friends in the industry why would you not warn other people why would you just distance yourself from him but not let the people who trust you because again everybody met Cesar Pena through DJ Envy so I just think that was very very irresponsible of him um and again like she said he has all these lawsuits for Tony and I think the credit dude and all these other people why is he not suing? Why is he not suing Caesar Pena? Because that's the person who really has him in hot water. That's who he should have went after first. Like, yo, I gave you a platform. You know, what I'm saying I co-signed you, and you're out here making me look bad. So why is he not suing him? That should have been the first person that he sued, besides you know some bloggers on the internet. So I just find that like really interesting. Um, it's just it. The whole thing is sad all the way around because again. So many times in our community, people do get scammed. I don't care if it's like Dana Chanel with the fucking credit repair and the apps and stuff that she was selling. And I told y'all that years ago, she was on some bullshit. But again, everybody said I was ugly and I was a hater. And then we find out three years later, she's a scammer and I was right. So y'all gotta be really, really careful, you know what I'm saying, with who y'all trust, especially when it comes to investments. You know, 30% ROI, that's not the typical. And then, you know, also too, when you're talking about real estate investments, yes, in a perfect world, some people can do a flip and make money in 30 days. That's usually not the norm. You know what I'm saying? 30, 60, you know, and it depends on like how everything is set up. Like I remember some guy left a comment on my video and was like, oh, I flipped houses and made money in less than 60 days. Yeah, if you have a good team, if you have, you know, if you have a solid team of contractors who know how to go in and get the work done, sometimes the permit, even when I bought this land and we started digging, we had to push everything back a month because all the permits didn't come through yet. Because you had to have special permits for like gym, for the gym and all this other stuff. So sometimes the permits can push stuff back an additional 30 days. So it's like him promising an ROI in 30 to 60 days guaranteed is bullshit. There's nothing normally guaranteed in real estate. You know what I'm saying? And again, yes, you can get a return on investment within six months, but that's if you have a solid team. Where was Caesar's solid team? Did he have a solid team of damn masonry guys and, you know what I'm saying, people who did framing and drywall? I don't think he did because why was he... Uh, some people were attached to the same house. So if he had a solid team, they were able to, to knock these houses down and rebuild them quickly within 60 days. Why was he attaching multiple victims to the same property? Some of the property he didn't even own. He didn't even own them. He was just making up deeds. So this was a straight up Ponzi scheme. And anybody saying that it wasn't and making excuses, they're just blinded because DJ Envy is a celebrity. You know, I don't know how much involved he's you know in with this i don't know um you know could he be a victim absolutely but again he still bears some responsibility because he bought him on the breakfast club he promoted him and once he knew he was a scammer he didn't say shit. 
He never said anything until Tony the Closer and other people started bringing it up. Until the victim started coming out. That's when he wanted to speak. And this has been going on since about May. It's now October and he's just now speaking about this. So I find that funny that he's only talking about it now that the white YouTubers are on it. Now that it's on the mainstream news. Now he's talking about it. But when the black YouTubers were like, hey, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Something's not right with this. It was crickets. So y'all just be careful. Y'all be careful. Um, oh, snaps. Moneybag Mo's in the building. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Moneybag Mo. She just sent $399.99. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much. It's always a good day when Mo is in the building, okay? Thank you so much for always coming through and supporting my streams when you can. I really, really appreciate you, sis. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're enjoying the stream. Y'all know when Mo be in the building, honey, be number, number money bags, okay? Here come Mo. Girl, if this was a strip club, I'd shake something for you. <laughs> but I can't. It's a live stream, sis. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, <laughs> that's all I can do for you. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Such a sweetheart. Um, let me see here. Miss C Picks sent four ninety nine. She says, "Sending love from South Carolina. Looking forward to this one. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through, sis." Cashmere uh, sent four ninety nine. Says, "Lovely T is literally my favorite network to watch. I love it here. Thank you for all you do, T. Love you. Love you too. And thank you for coming through. Appreciate you." Um, let's see here. Uh, hey, Mimi says, hey, T, yeah, I needed this live from a very cool Pisces. Thank you so much for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, black Girl Sim 5 says, T, you're absolutely gorgeous. You look like a black Barbie. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Uh, Miss Santana says, Aquarius gang, and I always tell everyone, every sign needs me but Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, love you, T. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Jabata X says, what's good, T? You got any Christmas gifts, ideas for women? I'm doing the Christmas shopping early. Uh, women love perfumes. We love perfumes. Um... You know, Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secrets is nice too, but like perfumes, like really, really good smell goods from like Macy's. Like you can't go wrong with perfumes. So that is a good thing for women if you're stuck on what to buy. Now, I don't know if this is for your mother, or your sister, or your girl. If it's your girl, you know what I'm saying? Like lingerie is fun, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> I hope that helps. But definitely perfume. Perfume can be for mom, sister, girlfriend, wife, stuff like that. Um, let's see. Reese Boo 1375 says, Libra gang, my birthday is Friday the 13th. Thank you for this early birthday gift. You look amazing. Thank you so much and happy early birthday to you. Thanks for stepping, stepping in here and chilling with me on this. What is this? Wednesday. Time is flying. Um... Food Goddess sent $2. Says, T, my birthday is Friday, October the 13th. Libra gang. There's a lot of Libras in the house. Shout out to y'all. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday to you, sis. Um, uh, T, Shani Love sent 49 Says, hey, T, looking bomb as always. You're the blueprint, baby. They will give you your props soon. Can you 
bring your next live show to Cali. Thank you so much. I don't know where we're going to do the next show at. Like I said, I had to find people who can set up venues and all that. I don't I don't think I have no... I might have some connections in Cali. I have to look into it. But that's usually why I do them in Atlanta, just because it's just so much easier. I have way more connections in Atlanta. But I did find out that I do have a lot of tea sippers here in Minneapolis because... I've been outside lately, like for real, for real. I've been outside and I've been running into so many tea sippers. So shout out to all the tea sippers I ran into this weekend in Minneapolis that were just showing me love in the club and just downtown. And I was just like, wow. So I actually do have quite a few tea sippers here. Like I literally ran into tea sippers like all weekend. So shout out to y'all. I don't know if I'm going to do an event up here, but shout out to y'all. Because <laughs> I, so I just live here, but I'm always in Atlanta. Um... Taylor, oh, you're from Minneapolis. Okay, uh, Tyler, shout out to you from the south side or the north side. You know, I'm south side over here, but I got family over north too, so I'll be on both sides. Y'all know, south side, we outside. <laughs> yes. No, I would not. I'm sorry, I'm not doing no event in Baltimore. I've been to Baltimore. No. Y'all gonna have to drive down to Philly or Delaware. I, w I wouldn't even know what, where to do an event in Baltimore. Baltimore is rough. I don't want Krishan's family running up. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, let me see here. The north side. Oh, Marky. Marky talking about north side 612. What? <laughs> we got the north side in the building. Um, uh, T.Y., Says Minneapolis, North Side is in the house. Oh, shit, we got a lot of people in here from the North Side. Okay. Elsie says, T, I'm from Minneapolis, doing an event here. Well, shout out to my Twin Cities T Sippers. Y'all are actually here today. Okay. Somebody wrote 651. That's St. Paul. Shout out to St. Paul. All right. I, I mean, I don't know where to do an event here anymore. If y'all have connections in the Twin Cities, like I literally just live here. I don't even know who's running what up here anymore because I just, I just live here. I do everything out of town. But if we can find something here, we will. Somebody said Brooklyn Park. I know that's right. Shout out to Brooklyn Park. Oh, somebody's in here from Anoka. All right, suburbs. <laughs> we got the suburbs in here. Okay, uh, Bahamas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, the DMVs in the house. Cali, okay. Indianapolis, Florida. I got to get back down to, my, uh, to Miami. I'm going to try and go down there this year. Richfield, oh my gosh. Minnesota's really in the building tonight. Usually I never see people in here from the Twin Cities. That's dope. All right, all right so, the, so the Twin Cities is support your girl a little bit, a little bit, right? Because my biggest fan base is from Florida, believe it or not. And I think the reason why I have so many people from Florida who watch me is from my Ratchet Florida videos. Because they used to drag me. They used to threaten me. Like, don't never bring your ass to Florida. You keep talking about our state. And then now, now the Florida people love me. But that, I have like the, a huge Florida fan base. That's where like most of my fan base is from is Florida. <laughs> the Ratchet Florida folks fuck with me heavy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hopkins, Minnesota's in the house. Shout out to Valerie. That's what's up. Before I forget, Marquis said uh, 15 people, we have contacted y'all. We replied back to your emails for Discord, and we're waiting for y'all's responses. So 15 people, please check your emails. Um, 
And if you did not get in this last go round, but you paid, you need to send a screenshot with your PayPal receipt so we can get you in manually. But we got everybody else in. We're just waiting to hear back from 15 people. So please check your emails because I literally went through my email inbox like 10 times. Like I've been going through it like several times a day. So you guys should be good. We just need responses um, from them people. Okay, thank you. I just wiped teeth. I had lipstick on my teeth. Okay. It's off now. Thank you, love. All right, so now Juice says, why am I always late? You're not late. I've been on, how long I've been on? An hour. I've been on an hour. All right, so we got to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith before I go. Oh, my gosh. First of all, let me say this before I even start, okay? Social media owes me an apology, Okay. Um, this is my toxic trait as a Leo, as a Leo, and y'all know I, I claim it, like, Leos can be sometimes, you know, arrogant, we like, you know, pats on the back when we're right. Now, y'all remember, who remembers years ago, I kept telling y'all, these two fools are not together. Remember years ago, I told y'all, Jada Pinkett Smith was fucking on that little boy, August Alcina. Put a teacup, can, can I get some teacups? Who remembers when I told y'all years ago, before the whole entanglement thing, I said she's fucking this little boy, August. The way she's smiling, he, you know what I'm saying? Her eyes are lit up when she's around him. She's getting some new peen. When she's on the red carpet, Will Smith, she just looks dead in the eyes. She's tired of that old dick. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all this. Thank you, teacups, yes. I told y'all years ago she was fucking August. Everybody said I was a hater. I was trying to denounce black love. How dare I talk about Will and Jada? Oh, I used to get drugged. All right. And I also told y'all too, I don't feel bad for Will because he has a Latina girlfriend. Who remembers when I said he had a Latina girlfriend? I told y'all this literally like four or five years ago. I said, Will Smith has a girlfriend. She's Latina. Watch her Instagram. When she's in Egypt, He's in Egypt. When he's in Dubai, this bride is in Dubai. Y'all can write her name. I always forget the Latina girl's name, the spicy girl. Y'all write her name. I be forgetting her name. But that's been his girlfriend for a few years. I've been saying this for years. I'm so glad my tea sippers remember. Because folks used to drag me. Like, you're just, you're so disrespectful. There are couple goals. Fuck you, bitch. You're just mad. Okay, whatever. So now... Let's go ahead and pull out our tiny violins, bitch, because I told y'all this shit years ago, okay? Now she's coming out, okay, and saying that her and Will have been separated since 2016. Oh, my God! That is when I told y'all they were not together. I'm like, she's fucking August. He got a Latina girlfriend. Jada Pinkett Smith just confirmed everything I've been telling y'all, okay? Yes, teacups and violins in the house. Okay? You know what? This was like the best present you ever gave me. I swear. Because, child, I love this little tiny violin. Okay? Best present for my tea sipper. So, we're about to watch Jada basically confirm everything I have been saying. T. Grodamus has been saying for the past five years about the Smiths. Okay? So, we're going to get out your tiny violins. Because, you know, I don't give a shit about either one of them. They're both crazy as cat shit. So, let me go ahead and pull up this video. Of uh, Jada talking to, I think, Good Morning America or somebody, hoodie. And she's talking about her, you know, her issues and, you know, how they've been broken up. You know, once again, embarrassing Will. Because, you know, I get it. You know, things don't work out. People break up. 
But I don't think Will wanted this out here. Like, y'all, you could have just kept doing your thing. He could have been doing his thing with the Latina. Like I told y'all, Jada was moving sloppy. At least with Will, he was very, you know what I'm saying? He was, you know, we're just nosy as fuck on social media. But, you know, Will's had his little, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to Miami. You know, he was talking to her before, too. The, you know, yeah. Um, but the thing is, Will moved more classy with it. She was sloppy. She was sloppy. Remember, they were at the BET Awards together, her and August. Like, he's not nominated for shit. You don't fucking sing or rap. Like, why? what, what are y'all doing at the BET Awards together? Remember, his outfit was all disheveled and shit. She had that smile. I see they just got done smashing probably in the limousine. Like, all I felt was, like, just sexual energy from them from the picture. She was cheesing and shit. Just... <laughs> and then he was all extra happy. You know, so I'm like, I could just tell, you know? But, so we're going to listen to her, you know, just, you know, continue to embarrass Will. Um... And her situationship, child. So let's go ahead and have a good kiki. <laughs> Give me just a second to share my screen. I've been waiting. I was like, oh, she's finally trying to admit to the bullshit she's on. Okay, cool. All right. She's also peddling a book. So, you know, she got to peddle her books. We're going to watch this here. There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most that I actually had to reread it because I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now. <laughs> yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. But in public, the couple who married in 1997 denied the gossip about their marriage. This interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen was taped a year after Will and Jada separated. So uh, how long have you guys been together? Uh, 23 years. Wow. Yeah. That's how do you keep it hot? Um, how do I keep it hot? Uh, you know, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. Fucking August. <laughs> I mean, I'm baffled, really. Yeah, right. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. They even faced a scandal when Jada had what she called an entanglement with a family friend. Neither let the public know they had already split. So I guess my question is, I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. So why do that? Like, what was the reason? I think just not being ready yet. Still trying to figure out between the two of us yeah. how to be in partnership, right? And in regards to how do we present that to people, you know? And we hadn't figured that out. During our walk in Baltimore, <laughs> Jada reflected on their breakup. Why did the relationship fracture? Oh, uh, why it fractured? That, that's a lot of things. Yeah. And I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both kind of still stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. Oh. 
Jada says she considered a legal divorce, but could never go through with it. I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever, and I just haven't been able to break that promise. But you still live separately. We live separately. I'm not fooling with y'all tonight. These comments got me cracking up. Girl, bye. Next, she's trying to peddle that book. You know you can sell your book without constantly embarrassing Will. Will ain't, we ain't heard nothing from Will since that dry-ass apology a year after he slapped Chris Rock, okay? Um, you could have peddled your book and just left all that out of there. It's a mess. It's a mess. I told y'all, you know... She she moved like a sloppy man. Like somebody said in the chat, she was moving like a sloppy man. Again, if they had some type of, what is that? Like some type of like contract or, you know, agreement that they were going to date other people on the low. You know, sometimes marriages, they kind of fizzle out, whatever. They've been together for a long time. You know, he wants to low-key see other people. She wants to low-key get some side pin. She should have moved better. You know, you don't start dating your son's friend, you know. And it's just like, on top of that, she really got in August's head. And I told y'all that. When everybody was used to try and drag him and be like, he's being messy. When he made that song, Karen, which is Jada's uh, middle name. And, you know, he had been, like, dropping little seeds to, like, you know, him being hurt from an older woman. And like I told y'all... Y'all can't get mad at him because he was 23. She was in her 50s. She was playing head games with him. Where y'all think that I'm going to leave Will came from? I told, when, when people are intimate with each other, sometimes people say shit they don't necessarily mean, but it feels good at the time. So I told she, I said she was riding that little boy. She was like, I'm going to leave Will. I'm going to leave Will. I'm going I'm to I'm leave Will. She was bouncing. Y'all know August is hung up above. She was bouncing out that bumpy room. She was like, Breaking that little boy off. Imagine you are a 23-year-old big dick August Alcina and you're fucking Jada Pinkett Smith, okay? Like, she literally, like, was messing with that boy's head. Had him thinking that eventually their love was so strong she was going to leave Will. Absolutely not. Now, I might fuck you, you know, a few times a week, but I'm not leaving Will, okay? That's the breadwinner there. You don't make Will Smith money. So she kept playing with him, you know, with that whole, that's why I got the joke from, I'm going to leave Will. Because that's what, probably what she was telling him while they were sleeping together. She was riding his ass, talking about, I'm going to leave Will. I'm going to leave Will. I'm a, uh, you know what I mean? So she was putting it on him. Telling him she's going to leave Will. And he's thinking she's going to leave Will. And she was like, psych, not leaving Will. Okay? So, again, if that was a female, let's keep it real. If that was Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? Dicking down a 23-year-old, saying, I'm going to leave Jada. I'm going to leave Jada. I'm a, you know what I mean? Same thing. So I feel like she was playing mind games with him. So to me, she was moving like a sloppy man, period, point blank. She shouldn't have been talking to August. You know, she was going to go date somebody else. She could have just dated somebody, you know, a bit more mature. Because he's, you know, he was 23. He's really, really childish. So it was like... He was in his feelings. Imagine she has to put on a persona and a front to the public that she still would will, but the whole time he's so in love with her. 
You know what I'm saying? And she, I believe, was in love with him as well. So, and then to like bring it onto the red table talk and call it an entanglement. Girl, bye. You was getting some sorry dick, okay, from the pool boy, okay? It wasn't no entanglement. She done seen them same pictures we done seen on social media. Was like, I'm about to bob up on that shit, okay? So, again, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. But... I can't feel bad. Yeah, that's her name. Thank you. Heidi De La Rosa. That's the spicy Latina that Will Smith be dating on the side. Heidi. So, again, that's why I said I don't, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's fucked up. Will was crying on the red table talk. He looked defeated. Y'all keep giving Will all this sympathy, but Will got a girlfriend too. That's why I said I don't feel bad for either one of them. She's messy. She's definitely messy. But Will got his own little side piece too. So, you know, they're both doing stuff on this side. So I, I don't, you know, they have an open marriage at this point. You know, that's on them. But she just picked the wrong person. That's where she messed up at. She, you know, August. And now she done messed up so bad. Yes, August is with a boy. I'm like, well, what the hell? August knows damn well he ain't got no business. Like, just what, what happened? Like, damn. Now he's gay. August's boyfriend is fine. Two fine-ass black men just off the market for us. Just off the market. All because of Jada. Fuck. <laughs> I, his boyfriend fine, though. Yeah, August got a boyfriend. <laughs> they, I, they posted the picture, little boy, on social media. His boyfriend is fine. I like this about a bitch. Now we done lost two more black men. I blame Jada <laughs> I blame Jada for the slap. I blame her for August going gay. Damn it, Jada. <laughs> Somebody said uh, August was fucking the whole family, including the son. Y'all are messy. Get out my chat. <laughs> Get out my chat. <laughs> they said August was fucking the whole family. Y'all are messy as hell tonight. I swear. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. You know. Soul ties are real. You know, Jada was doing too much. You know, Will Pac, she done had Will, you know, Will turned into Tupac. She done talked about Pac so much. Wasn't she uh, commenting on Keefe D the other day? I said, damn, here we go again. Yeah, you know, I heard about it. I just wanted to say rest in peace, Tupac, Jada. Just, just stop. Just stop. Just quit embarrassing Will, sis. <laughs> Y'all know Will Smith is a calm man. We ain't never seen Will Smith act like that. Okay? He was like, she's still in love with Tupac. Keep my fucking wife's name out your mouth. He was projecting all of that anger onto Chris Rock. He was really mad at August. He wanted to say, keep your big dick out my wife's mouth. She over here fucking this little boy and shit. But then, you know, poor Chris Rock, you know what I'm saying? He got the brunt of Will Smith's anger, cuz. He got the brunt of Will Smith's anger. You know, Chris Rock, I'm just telling a joke. Will Smith walked up there like fucking Will Pocket shit and just bitch slapped him. Bam! Like, man, Jada got these dudes out here wildin'. She got them out here wildin'. But, you know, Jada, you know, I'm still a fan. I've been a fan since a different world. You know what I mean? 
it is what it is. Their situation don't affect me one way or another, but it's funny to talk about. You know, it's definitely funny to talk about, but I wish her the best with her book. You know, good luck with the sales of the book. <laughs> All right, y'all, we about to get out this topic. Oh my gosh. How many people we got? We got over 9,000 people in here. Shout out to everybody in here. Please hit the like button. We got 2,000, 2,800 likes. We need more likes. If you guys are enjoying this stream, please hit the like button. It's free. Hit the like button. Thank y'all for coming through. Um, let me see here. Let me read some of these super chats. Deanna sent $9.99. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, uh, KK sent $49.99. Hold on. My screen just refreshed. Hold up. Let me see if I can scroll back up. Okay, I can't find it. it. Just like disappeared. Where did it go? Where did it go? Okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read another one. Hopefully, it'll come back. Um, Nicole sent twenty five dollars. She says, "Hey T, just caught the live. Sorry if I missed it. Do you have any more updates on Mobad? I never heard of him until you talked about his story." He's been on my mind since, girl. The Mobot situation is even worse. I think at this point, I, I'm I'm still giving everybody the side eye, but now they're saying it might have been his childhood friend involved. Um, people are saying there was Juju involved. We're going to have to say that for another stream. But it's more twists and turns. They're saying that Naira Mali didn't have anything to do with it, but the police are still looking into him for bullying Mobad. They're saying that Sam Larry didn't have anything to do with it because they were out of the country. So the initial suspects that everybody was suspecting, um, it's coming out that more and more that they didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but people are still giving the wife's and the wife's family the side eye, uh, the childhood friend, and people are, a lot of people are saying that it's Juju. You know what I'm saying? So... But I will keep you guys posted. It is a mess. It is a mess. I'm still keeping up with all the Nigerian tea. <laughs> um, but thank you for the super chat, sis. Uh, let me see here. Love says, my husband now asks, what's your girl talking about? He's a tea sipper. Shout out to all the, the husband and the boyfriend tea sippers. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for supporting y'all's girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for letting them watch me when I'm live. I love people like, me and my man are over here watching you. So, yeah, shout out to all the boyfriends, you know what I'm saying, who have now turned into tea sippers. Y'all done went from chat niggas with DJ academics to tea sippers. Welcome. <laughs> so, thank you, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let me see here. Uh, Tales of Dre in 499. He says, caught a live stream after coming back from a brisk walk. I'm trying to shed some pounds, sending you some love. That's what's up. Thank you for coming through, Dre. Uh, Carlos Sin5 says, much love from Arizona. You ain't know it, but we've been besties spilling tea together for years. I've been sipping since the beginning. That's what's up. Thank you so much, Carlos. I appreciate you. And I love Arizona. I haven't been down there in like three years, but Arizona is beautiful. Well, certain parts. The parts we were at were beautiful. I, I was here for it, so thank you. Mm, okay, so... In the mix with Leah, says Detroit tea sipper in the house. Love you, tea. Love you, too. Shout out to Detroit. Thank you so much. Uh, Kelly Renee says, rewrite your lyrics to I've been left Will. Ooh. I've been left Will. I've been left Will. No. No, I'm going to leave Will sounds better, but I get what you're saying. But I'm going to leave Will sounds way freakier in the bedroom that, than I've been left Will. But thank you, sis. Um, 
I know sent five dollars says T been known everything years before it's confirmed. Thank you. That's like what I said. I said, oh, a lot of people owe me apologies because I used to get dragged about Will Smith and Jada. I've been telling y'all for years. These people are not together. They've been, you know what I'm saying, messing around. And she was fucking August. I told y'all that years ago. Years before they ever hit us with that entanglement. All right, who else we got to talk about? Next, let, let's see. Who's next? Who's next? Um, So we talked about Will and Jada. Uh... Okay, there's a big girl. She's going viral. <laughs> we're going to watch this video. She wants, she's demanding, I don't know if she's starting a petition or what, but she is like demanding, she's a plus size influencer. Yeah, she started a petition and she wants like all of these accommodations for like plus, yeah, the hall, they people are calling her the hallway girl. Yes, honey, um, eyes to the soul, the hallway girl. So we're gonna watch her demand. She has a lot of demands. She wants people to like sign this petition uh, for all the big girls. But a lot of my homegirls who are bigger, like this broad is crazy. She's crazy as hell. So we're gonna watch this here. Um, hold on, let me, let me. <laughs> Let me click on this. Much as anybody else. And today I'm going to cover what we are looking for in accessible, size-inclusive hotel amenities. Size-inclusive hotel Very amenities violent. are crucial for ensuring that plus-size travelers feel welcomed, accommodated, and comfortable during their stay. We deserve an environment that respects our needs and body diversity. These are the exact steps that hotels can take to be more size-inclusive and accessible for travelers of all sizes. Number one on the list, provide sturdy, wider chairs without armrests. In guest rooms, lobbies, and common areas to accommodate different body sizes and types. Number two on the list, ensure beds with strong support and a higher weight capacity, along with providing reinforced chairs and wider bathroom facilities. Number three, make elevators and hallways spacious to allow for easy movement of larger individuals and those utilizing mobility devices. Number four, install grab bars and showers and near toilets. Offer adjustable handheld shower heads and raised toilet seats for added accessibility. Number five, train staff to be respectful, understanding and accommodating to travelers of all sizes. Number six, provide pool lifts and handrails at the entry of the pool. This will allow for plus size guests and guests with different abilities to enjoy all amenities. Number seven, hotel restaurants should have roomy seating options and sturdy chairs, ensuring that everybody can dine comfortably. Number eight, offer larger beach and pool seating. Provide oversized loungers and seating at the beach and pool areas, allowing travelers of all sizes and abilities to be comfortable. Number nine, hotels should provide size inclusive bathrobes. These should go up to a size 6X and beyond. And hotels should also provide bath sheets or plus size friendly towels so that travelers of all sizes and abilities can use them comfortably. And last but not least, this is an important one. Display clear and accurate information on these amenities on hotel websites. Include weight limits, seat dimensions, and things like that. And include information on the size inclusive amenities available. This will help plus size travelers make informed decisions. By implementing these size inclusive hotel amenities, hotels can become more inclusive and accommodating. Be sure to hit that follow button as much as anybody else. All right. <laughs> Karen, girl, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere, first of all, not her having this list of demands, <laughs> not, not the tiny violin. She got a whole list of demands, but do y'all know that she didn't say anything about accommodations in the gym? She didn't say, you know, make make the, the, the bench, the gym bench, you know, where people like lift weights and shit. You know, make sure that bench can accommodate, you know, bigger people. You know, make sure the treadmill can accommodate, you know, big legs. 
She didn't say anything about the gym. It was just, you know, beds and towels and hallways. Girl, nobody's about to renovate an entire hotel for plus size people. They're just not going to do that. You know, it's easier to like either, you know what I'm saying, work out, eat healthier than it is for them to like knock down hallways to make them wider. Um, I don't get this at all. Um, but I'm starting to notice like more of these videos. And to me, it's like the sense of entitlement is real. You know, it's just it's just entitlement issues. It's like, so you want all this stuff changed, but nothing. She mentioned nothing about the gym facilities in the hotel. She didn't say they need to be open 24 hours. There needs to be, you know, yoga instructors. Nothing about exercise and fitness at all. <laughs> so I always crack it up. But yeah, that's going viral. Um, I don't know if anybody signed the petition. Maybe some people have signed the petition. I don't know. I'm not signing it because I don't believe in entitlement. Like, girl, bye. Uh, hallway Karen. We're not going to do that. Um, another thing that's going viral as well. We're going to hit on this real quick. Uh, Jason Lee. Like, what is this about? People were sending me this this morning. Jason Lee did an interview with DJ Academics. So we're going to listen to this really quick. It's on Twitter. Hold on. Let me scroll up a bit. Okay, let me share my tab. So this went viral today. Everybody was blowing up my phone about this. So DJ Academics did an interview with Jason Lee. It's very interesting how, like, all these bloggers and... YouTubers are all clicking up. Very, very interesting. So, you know, everybody's cross-promoting their platforms, honey, I guess. Um, so we're going to go ahead and listen to what Jason Lee had to say to DJ Academics. Uh, am I sharing this tab? Yes. How can I play this? Why is this not playing? Hold on. Is this muted? That's your girl. That's my girl. Let's all get on the phone. Raleigh's like her goon, right? But I didn't know Raleigh was the one that had punched Cardi at the party. So I'm trying to Cardi get... Cardi got punched? At the Harper Bazaar part when she had the knot on her head. I thought she just got hit with a shoe or something, like, like a like a No, like ribbon. she was going at Nikki and Rod jumped in on that. So I didn't know all that was happening. So when I called Rod to piece it up. You knew that was going, oh, you're Jason Lee. No, no, listen. People give me more credit. Like your boy Joe when I dropped that Tahiri interview. Everybody think <laughs> no, I'm on his no, birthday. No, hold on. Joe if you remember, so when that happened, I called Rod. All right, when see, I just happened, heard Jason. Rod and basically he was saying that um Cardi was punched by Ra Ali. Now I'm gonna say this. I, I don't understand like why he would put that out there. As y'all know, today is her birthday. And then he also wrote, like, oh, we're about to go viral. I don't know what was said. I'm gonna go viral. So I think he low-key said it, you know, to go viral. So I didn't, you know, I kind of thought it was wrong. It's like, why bring up the whole 2018 situation? Like that was so long ago. And you could tell, like, somebody hit her. You know, if it wasn't Ra Ali with security, it was somebody who hit her on her forehead because she had the knot on her forehead after the Harper's Bazaar. But I just thought, like, it was just kind of messy. And I don't know if maybe he misspoke or he was just talking too fast or he didn't, you know, he said it. But I was just like, why even bring that up? So a lot of people were dragging him. He's been trending all day on Twitter. A lot of people were dragging him all over social media for that. Like, why would you even say something like that? Why would you bring that up from 2018? So I don't know. I thought it was just kind of messy. Um, and then even like the other day, he was on The Breakfast Club and they were dragging him for this because he came out and said that uh, Atlantic or something, uh, Atlantic Records president said he was paid. I don't know if I can play this. Let me see. Because sometimes um, 
Breakfast Club be trying to copyright stuff. So I'll see if I can play a snippet of it. Cardi B wasn't expecting this fame. That's because you on Cardi payroll. I'm not on. No, don't, don't no, say no, that. no. I I'm Cardi B unlocked. Both y'all on I'm Cardi, Cardi B payroll. unlocked. I think I'm Cardi B unlocked. Yeah, Cardi B unlocked. But it's the truth about Cardi B, and, and you would you would say the same. We've known Cardi before. But don't tell fame. me I'm on Cardi's payroll. You are. Can I say this? Can you I say are. this? Because I know Mike Kaiser's listening. Atlantic X. Wow, you just gonna put the plug out there. You don't even care, Jason. Now you really okay. gonna fuel the internet. Ju- Julie Greenwald, let put wow. her out there. Drop a bomb. Drop a bomb. Okay. Wow. They, they actually pay, internet, you caught us. They actually pay the least. Matter of fact. Fact, let's put that out there in terms of marketing and they should be paying money but anyway that all right so y'all just heard what he had to say so that's also going viral so i don't know i don't get it but i hate that whole you know being on cardi b's payroll you know uh y'all be saying that about me and it's it's stupid because like i said i actually will hold her accountable when she's wrong when she's wrong i hold her accountable and it's so funny because when i do hold her accountable it's like oh you don't hear the payroll comments but the second I'm like, okay, no, this person was wrong. She wasn't in the wrong here. Then I'm on her payroll. It's like, you can't win for lose. But I just think that, you know, it's just kind of messy. I don't think he should have said that. I don't think it should have been brought up, you know. And, of course, they're going to go for sound bites. So I don't know if he went into it purposely trying to do that, Jason, you know, to go viral. Because he then he posted a picture with him in academics. And he was like, oh, I don't know what I said, but it's going to go viral. You know what you damn said, Jason. Like, stop being messy. So, yeah, people are asking me about that. That's all I got to say, honey. Um, Let me see here. Thank you, Asia. Asia Black Girl says you call out Cardi and you still report on her. Thank you. And that's what I said. And that's what's so funny because a lot of y'all's faves who are Team Nikki, let's keep that real, they never hold her accountable. They be scared. They be like, oh, no, if I hold Nikki accountable, she's going to unfollow me. Uh, I don't want to lose a follow from Nikki. You know what I'm saying? And no, I don't care. Like, I'm about to do my commentary. If you wrong, you fucking wrong. And if you're mad enough to unfollow me because I'm keeping it real, then were we ever even cool in the first place? You know what I'm saying? So no, if somebody's wrong, I'm going to call them out, period. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why like sometimes I just try to stay off of like any Cardi B or even Nicki topics, honestly, because again, the fandoms make it where it's not fun. You know, like, remember when the whole thing happened with Cardi in the water and she threw the microphone? And I called her out on that. I'm like, that's not cool. When you have something to lose, you can't be moving like that. I was one of the few people who actually called her out. Then what did Barty Gang do? Barty Gang turned on me. Now, we cool now, Barty Gang. But I was kind of salty because I'm like, okay, so now I'm being attacked by Barty Gang because I held Cardi B accountable. But then if I don't hold her accountable, then I'm getting attacked by the barbs in my DMs. So it's like, I get tired of like constantly, you know what I'm saying, getting attacked by these fandoms. And I keep trying to tell y'all, I might look young, but I'm grown. I don't have time for a bunch of emojis in my DMs and death threats. It's weird. I don't have time for y'all like to keep cussing me out over an opinion on the internet. It's just strange. You feel me? And so then, remember they started that thing. It was like, oh, uh, DJ Academics, Joe Budden, and Lovely T needs to go to jail. But somebody from Barty Gang started that about Meg Thee Stallion. Like, why should I go to jail? Because I have an opinion because I'm not a fan of Meg. Like, y'all are crazy. I should go to jail because I have an opinion. You know what I'm saying? So 
They were mad at me, but we good now, Barty Gang. Y'all not don't stay mad for long. So, yes, I see the red shoes in the chat. We're good, okay? But I had to check Barty Gang for a while because I'm like, y'all's not going to keep attacking me if I'm holding her accountable when she's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, and I just find that funny because, like I said, when other people's faves are wrong, it's crickets from those commentators. All of a sudden, ain't no videos to be found, but let Cardi even breathe. 50 videos about Cardi. So, it's like, y'all don't even be fair in y'all's commentary. You know what I'm saying? Like... Do commentary on all of them and hold them accountable when they're wrong. If you rock with them and they're right, you know what I'm saying? Then rock with them. But it's definitely bias. I see that. But it's like I'm the only one that gets attacked. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. The barbs have gotten better. Y'all don't attack me as much as y'all used to. They have gotten a little bit better, you know. And, you know, my favorite barb is Malachi, honey. So that's the only reason why I don't, like, go in on the barbs as much because I really, really love Malachi. Like, that is, like, my Barbie sweetheart. And he is, like, oh, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he is, like, the biggest. Like, he's always posting Nicki Minaj videos and shit in the Telegraph. Like, oh, throwback of Nicki Minaj! You know, so we be in the Telegraph just cracking up. Everybody else in Telegraph is Barty gang. But he goes so hard for Nicki, honey. That is, like, he is such a unicorn. So... Him and Dyson in the in the Discord. They're like the biggest barbs. And I love my barbs in Umbertone. So that's the reason why I don't drag out because I really, really love the barbs that love me, you know? So I don't take it personal. But I just get tired of like the emoji wars. Like I'm trying to like be in my DMs for business and it's just emojis. Yes, look at my chat, emojis. <laughs> uh, where'd the beehive come from? Child, boomy, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not the beehive in here. But yeah, it's it's funny. So yeah, we back good. We good, Barty Gang. We good. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting day. You know, let her enjoy her birthday. Like, y'all, let that girl live. Goodness. <laughs> Kelly sent $5. She says, Jada to Tupac's ghost. I promise you I won't ever love another. Y'all are still dragging Jada. Oh, my gosh. Um, Dexter Davis says, what's up, T? Looking real lovely this evening. You should definitely do your next event in Orlando, uh, Florida. By the way, my name on the Discord is King Judah 92 Okay. Are you going to send me a message on Discord? Do you have like a, a hookup in Orlando where we can do an event? That'd be fun. I would like to do an event in Florida. So thank you. I appreciate you. I love my Discorders. Um, <laughs> wait, okay, hold on. Daisy Ray sent one ninety nine. She said she told August don't see other girls, but was married. Are you serious? So August wasn't able to have no side chicks. Oh wow! I see why he ran to that boy. He's like, I'm free now. I want to try it all. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, let me see here. Uh, Daisha said $9.99 says the thing you said about Will and Jada was no lie. My husband was in the hospital from a bad accident in 2016, and that's when he started watching you with the receipts. I think he got a crush on you. Child, not your husband having a crush on me. Well, thank you to, to you and your husband. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. I won't act on it because I'm like Jada. I don't do my I don't do married men and people in relationships. You know they gotta be all the way single. But thank you and your husband for supporting me, sis. I appreciate it. Um, big booty jersey. Okay, 
She sent 20. She says, why was Jada smiling when Huda was bringing up her separation? Also, I think the whole mess is Jada's resentment for putting her career on hold to have kids and watching Will advance in his career. She wants Will to suffer publicly. But my thing is this, though. Um, I mean, Jada had, you know, some movies. Like, she was in Low Down, Dirty Shame. That was a good movie. She was in Jason's Lyric. I remember I went on my first date when I was, like, in seventh grade to see Jason's Lyric. That was my very first date. We went to see Jason's Lyric. And then I remember this scene when they were like naked rolling around in the flowers. The guy's mom and dad was like, you guys need to cover your eyes. Yes, this was in the, you know, like, <laughs> cover your eyes. We're like, try to peek and shit through our fingers. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember her from Jason's Lyric. Um, she was in Set It Off. Like, what, like, I think, what, Tales from the Hood. She was in Woo. I mean, she had a decent career, but... I wouldn't compare her acting career to Will Smith's and his, like, major blockbuster roles, you know? And then she had that rock band for a while. I mean, she won, yeah, Nutty Professor. I mean, so she was in, like, a lot of stuff. She was in Gotham, yep, Scream, The Matrix. She's done a lot. So I don't think her career suffered. Like, people are acting like she was only in, like, one or two movies. Like, she did a lot. I don't think her having kids really affected her. Do y'all think it affected her? Yeah, Menace to Society, yes, thank you. Jada was in a lot of movies and TV shows, so I don't think Nutty Professor, yes. Uh-uh, Jay, you're not going to judge me because I went on my first date in seventh grade. It was to the movies. Y'all not going to judge us 90s kids. First date, movie theater with parents who sat right next to us. Y'all kids be dating in the fifth grade on y'all own, no chaperone, no nothing, okay? We went with his parents. That was my very first date. It was cute. That's it. That's all. Okay? <laughs> I think that's a cute age with parents. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't like we were just left to our own devices. But yeah, we went to go see Jason's lyric. So every time I see them, I'm like, oh, this was for my first date. I don't know whatever happened to him. He like ended up, I think he like moved to Chicago or something. So I don't know. But my first date, if you're watching this, hey. <laughs> He was real quiet. Thank you for moving to Chicago. That was so long ago. But yeah, back in the day, we were chaperoned with parents. We weren't just left to our own devices. So don't you judge us. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I don't think her career was really affected. I think her career was stellar. I think she had a good career. You know, maybe she wanted to win awards and stuff, and she didn't win awards. But hell, neither did Will Smith. He didn't win a whole lot of awards like that either. You know, they were like a really dope couple together. So I don't think she sacrificed a whole lot to have kids. You know, yeah, you have to take a break a bit, you know, raise your kids and stuff like that. But she was still living a good life. Like she didn't have to worry about bills and trying to make ends meet. And you're married to Will Smith, one of the biggest stars on the planet. So I don't think that was too shabby at all. But thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, your future husband for life. Wow, I like that name. Very powerful. Speak that into existence. Said 1999 says, Hey T, I'm not off the market yet. Let me get you in that white dress down the altar. Y'all are like really like spitting like some strong game tonight. Thank you so much and thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. 
somebody say he's going to be in your DMs later? <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Jesse, Jessica J says, T, you are in rare form tonight. I love it. Love you. Thank you for coming through, sis. Um, Omolara, I love that name. Send $20, sis. T, I've been feeding for your content all week. I'll catch the playback. Grad school is kicking my behind with all these papers. Masters in social work. Love you, T. Thank you for feeding me midweek. That is awesome. Thank you so much for the super chat and good luck with everything. You know what I'm saying? Keep your head in them books and you know you will be graduating sooner. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Shout out to all my folks right now in college and grad school and tech school. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get their degrees and get things done. So thank you guys for coming through. I'm glad I can give y'all somewhat of a break from everything. Um, let's see here. Kells says, I just finished class. I think I read that earlier. Yep, I read that earlier. Uh, Bianca sent 199 says, Jada got the strap on for Will Smith in August. You know what? Um, I'm not, I'm a... I'm, a, I'm not even going to address that. I'm not going to address that. Next. <laughs> Y'all are being messy. I'm not even going to address that. So um, let me see here. I've been out here for an hour and 40 minutes. I think I touched on everything. I want to touch on one more thing before I go. Damn, it's 9 o'clock. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was this late. Hold on real quick. I want to touch on one more thing. I'm Von Shea. Um, gum plays baby mama. I don't know like why or wife or whatever. Okay, so shout out to my boy. We in Miami uh, podcast. Stunna, check your DM. I'm still waiting um, for the help. So check your DM, Stunna. But yeah, so my boy, uh, We in Miami podcast, they interviewed Von Shea. So we're going to watch this real quick. Um, okay. So Von Shea is Gunplay's ex-wife. And it's so interesting now, like, she will not, like, just be quiet. Like, she's just blasting Gunplay. Like, she just had no idea about this guy. Like, she had no idea what he was on. And now she's, like, if she's not on Instagram blasting him, now she's going on We In Miami podcast to blast him as well. So, and shout out to them. They've been doing their thing. They were on uh, Love & Hip Hop Miami this season, so... Very proud of their growth. So we're going to watch this real quick. A few months back, you and Gunplay were here. Everything was so good. Yeah, like, what happened? It was honestly going good. Right. It's when the whole chain situation came out. Gunplay bought Rick Ross a chain. Without my approval. People keep saying I married this man for money. There was no money to have. Like, mm. my dad was making sure we had. Because when I met him, he was f***ed up. I married for love, not money. I wanted to help him because I felt like as your wife, I want to support you and bring you up. But don't sit here and act like you was Jay-Z or some shit. Let's be for real. Like, my parents were taking care of me and a grown-ass man. Like, I just felt like, why are we gifting somebody who's a multi-millionaire a big chain? So that's where our beef kind of started. It's just like priorities. Mm. Like, I felt like my priorities was my daughter, her health, and our finances. His priorities were... I want this certain look. And he was just like, oh, no, I got to thank my brother. Send his a thank you card. So, like, does Rick Ross be looking out for him? Like, I had questions all the time. I'm like, hey. He's like, oh, no, I don't want to bother that man. Like, you know, I don't want another man paying for my sh but you let my daddy pay for your sh <laughs> When I came into the picture, they weren't even on speaking terms. I don't blame him for dissing himself for Richard and us. Like, this is all going on. You don't want them in your brand. I wouldn't. So, we see... 
like little baby now, giving they $200,000 for their birthday. Like, you know, shit like that all the time. Right, so it was yeah. Like, so he didn't take care of you, like pay the bills? When I met him, I had my own place. You know, we hanging out. He comes spend the night because he was drunk. Mm -hmm. Well, a few days turned into a few weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, um, we, we ain't going to go home. He goes, we might as well just live together. Like, I've been here. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You've been here. It's right. been like a month and a half now. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just moving together. Right, right, right. We moved in together. We was having fun off of my dad's expense. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant. We were dating. We hadn't even known each other long enough. Like, yeah. what the fuck am I going to do with a whole baby right now? Right. And clearly he wasn't nowhere near financially stable. So I'm like, damn, we finna bring a baby into a broke house. You, you guys would always go raw? Yeah. Well, at first. <laughs> <laughs> like, what percent would he pull out? Like half of the time or? Majority of the time. Majority. Don't be a dumbass like me. The love, the d all that, it ain't worth it. Not go so back he, to my so, so he was better in bed than like the other guys? I mean. That hood hit different. It was, it was good, but. Oh my God, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Girl, get your ass up out of here with that bullshit. I need, she needs a tiny motherfucking violin. First of all, you over here sprung out some damn coke dick. Let's start there, okay? Um, everybody knows about gunplay and his issues. Like who, like who the fuck thought gunplay was like some type of baller? Like what the fuck is you talking about? Like everybody knows about gunplay and his issues, okay? I just, I, I guess for me, I don't like this because I feel like she's talking as if she had like no idea about anything um you're 23 going on 24 you know how pregnancy works so you're literally admitting that you're raw dogging him but then you're shocked that you get pregnant to me she just wants to be on television that's all i get is that this is somebody who just wants social media fame they want to be invited back to love and hip-hop because she has nothing else going for herself now granted she do got her degree she went to college but again book smarts and street smarts are two different things, okay? Because if she was really about her book smarts, she would have been looking for a guy on her level, a guy who was also in college getting his degree, not some old cokehead. Because gunplay is like 40 plus. She's 23. You mean to tell me she couldn't have pulled another 23 to 30-year-old who was on his shit? And then it's like you're talking bad about him and you're saying he's broke and Rick Ross don't look out for him and little baby be throwing, you know, his dudes 250 grand. You're talking all this shit about him. Meanwhile, you had his child. That's the thing I don't understand. Oh, gunplay is 44. Oh, yeah, gunplay is big and grown. Yeah, she's 23. You know, a lot of y'all... You know, young girls be looking a lot older. Yeah, she's only 23. I thought she was older than that. I didn't know she was only 23. So, again, you had his baby. You just admitted to Stunna that you were letting him hit it raw. So what did you think was going to happen? And so it's like you, you're, you're talking about because of his drug issues, your baby has health problems. That's what she was ranting about the other day. And it's like. But you knew that this dude, like he's literally on YouTube doing lines of coke. Like everybody knows gun plays drug issues. He's been in and out of rehab for years. So why now shame him now that you guys are not in a relationship? Like why go on this hobo tour like constantly like going in on him? And I'm not saying that gun plays innocent because again, he was arrested and, you know, I guess charged. He put a gun to her and the baby and stuff like that. So he has a lot of fucked up issues himself. But 
For so long, she tried to hide those issues and make it look like everything was all good. And now that the relationship is over, she's posting all these videos of him breaking the television and being drunk and messy. And I just feel like she's doing it for clout. I don't feel like it's coming from come from a very sincere place, you know? And it's like, you got pregnant by him because you wanted proximity to fame. Like, she, let's just keep that real, you know? I don't care if he was broke or not. A lot of famous people are broke. She wanted proximity to his fame. That's why she ran and got pregnant by him because if she was really smart about it, she would have been like, you know what? Okay, this coke dick is good. You know what I'm saying? People get high fuck 24-7. And that just would have been it. It had just been some coke dick. That's it. But she literally was raw dogging him and got pregnant by him. So she went into it on some stupid shit. I don't feel bad for her. So like for her to keep complaining and talking mess is just insane. So somebody said there's no way she's 23. That's what the streets are saying, that she's 23 years old. So I don't know. But um, then the other day she was going off on a Marla Negra. So they are into it. And I'm trying to catch up on Love and Hip Hop Miami. I've been like slacking. I watched, I think I'm like three episodes behind. So maybe I'll finish catching up tonight. Um, I'm on the episode where Mama D and Suki get into it. But I'm trying to find the video of her... Cause she was snapping on um, Amara. Okay, here she goes. So I just feel like she's doing a lot of this to get like Mona Scott to bring her back to loving hip hop. Cause she only got on because of gunplay. Let's keep that real. All right, we gonna watch this real quick. Her girls from free. I'ma air all this shit the fuck out. I am over this. I want y'all to go on my page right now. Scroll through my shit and go tell me all the pictures and the dates that I've known Amada. We sitting in there with each other's kids. Matter of fact, this bitch only know me for a few months. Then how the fuck did I know? And I'm sitting in the house and I got pictures of the random ass niggas she picked up off the street staying on her couch to watch her girls from free. You want everybody to know you taking care of your kids? Bitch, you're a liar. You literally take random ass motherfuckers off the banana boat. The bitch literally sat there at Mother's Day's brunch talking about some, oh yeah, I picked him up at the street. He just came over here illegally and he's staying on my couch to watch my girls. If it wasn't for me, her girls would've been still in that motherfucking bathroom. Who the fuck leaves their kids, they twin girls in the bathroom with Cheesecake Factory Fucking with a random ass nigga that's drunk for over 30 minutes. If I didn't say of the random ass nigga she picked up off the sh Okay. Okay, I guess it's muted. Goodbye. Um, yeah, I just, I think at this point she's looking for clout. So this commenter stated perfectly. They said, Von Shea, <laughs> seek help. You're mad at Amara when you should be mad at your damn self. You had a baby with a known drug addict. You decide to go against your family to marry him. Truth be told, we wouldn't even know y'all had anything going on if you would stop going live and stop going to the blogs. At some point in time, you had to take accountability for your decisions and stop trying to blame Amara. I would have distanced myself from you, from you and your attention-seeking um, grown adults. So yeah, this person was saying some real... I think people are just tired about her. People are tired. People are over Von Shea. I hope they don't bring her back. I think she just, she needs to go. Go, go, go find a, a hoochie daddy. In the words of uh, Sexy Rare, go find a hoochie daddy and leave us alone. Because Vonche, she's been doing way too much on social media. I'm over it. I'm over her playing victim and acting like she just had no idea. And, you know, she was just blindsided by gunplay. First of all, his name is Gunplay. 
that name alone would have been like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm not talking to a guy named Gunplay, okay? So I don't know. I just feel like she's just doing the most. And then it's like now you're trying to blast Amara, but Amara was just your friend, you know what I'm saying, uh, at the beginning of the season. So it's just, it's too much. It's too much going on right now. Um, Let's see here. Ya Ami or Ya Amil said 1999 says hey from las vegas i finally caught my first live you always make my day when i watch your videos thanks for providing such immersive experience and sharing your unbiased content i'm gonna buy a violin for the next live thank you so much i appreciate you thanks for coming through love i'm glad you're able to catch me for the first time so thank you um Romello sent $5. He says, girl, keep doing what you're doing. I haven't watched in a while, but I'm back, LOL. Thank you, Romello. I'm glad you're back. Thanks for coming through tonight. So, y'all, this has been a great chat. We had, like, close to 10,000 people in here. So, thank you, guys. It says we have 12 new members. Thank y'all for joining the membership. I appreciate it. And I will be working on a true crime tea time this month. It's October. So I'm going to be working. I know y'all been waiting all summer. So I'm just trying to figure out a story. Um, if y'all have any ideas, let me know. Um, but I'm trying to figure out a story to do for True Crime Tea Time. I will also be working on a deep dive. The deep dives will come later on in the month. Um, so yeah, this has been like a wonderful stream. I appreciate everybody who came through. Oh, world. Oh, y'all want me to finish on my World War III? Um... What time is it? It's 9.10, y'all. It's getting late. Okay. World War Three. since y'all are saying that in the chat. What team? I'm not on team anybody. Palestine and Israel. I'm not on team anybody. Um, I think it's messed up, though, what's happening. Dang, I don't want to say too much. Okay, let me say this before I go, and then I'm going to run up off of here. The whole thing sounds suspect. This is what we were saying in Discord. I feel like something about it does not feel right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I'm reaching. But for years, right, Israel has, is known to, like, have one of, like, the toughest surveillance systems. Let's not forget Mossad comes from Israel, right? Let's not forget Ghislaine, Maxwell's, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Her daddy was a part of the Israeli Mossad. Okay, if y'all want to go down that rabbit hole, who her daddy was and his ties to Jeffrey Epstein... Go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to talk about it right now. But anyways, they got Mossad. They have all this technology. They have the Iron Dome. So for y'all who don't know, there's like this huge dome that when they, you know, get alerts that attacks, missiles and stuff are coming towards Israel, this huge dome that they put together, I think like in 2011, is supposed to cover Israel. And then the dome is supposed to block off, you know, rockets. It's supposed to just bounce off the dome. And I just find it very interesting that a country who has some of the best, you know what I'm saying, people who done trapped some of the biggest politicians globally in honeypot scams and child trafficking and all that shit, they missed this. How did Hamas just, they were flying down on parachutes and in planes at a, at a damn concert in Israel. And they just came, they landed, just started blasting people. Where was the dome? Where was the dome to knock these people before they could come into the into the vicinity? Um, on top of that, I just find it very interesting that the the surveillance and and all this technical know how 
that Israel has just, it just didn't work. And then another thing, where did Hamas get all this money? They said what ended up messing up the dome was because they were shooting 4,000, 4 to 5,000 rockets. That's a lot of money. Who is funding this shit? Can we ask some real questions besides Nikki Haley saying, yes, y'all need to go to war. Y'all need to kill all these people. Y'all need to do this and that to Gaza. Like, can we ask some real questions? Like, who's funding them? Where did they get money for these powerful rockets that were able to even infiltrate the dome? Because they, they got shot with so many rockets that the dome failed. It failed. So I, I just feel like there's more to it. I feel like it, it's so much global unrest going on politically like, again, we have all these coups going on in West Africa. Um, who is that? Prigozhin, you know what I'm saying? One of the leaders of the Wagner Group, he was killed a few months ago. You know, so now there's like a bunch of disarray. They're trying to figure out, you know, how are they going to, are they still going to get help from Russia against France? France is backing out of Niger. And then you have China who's still trying to invade Taiwan. Because they're trying to get access to the semiconductors and all this stuff. I just feel like there's so much going on right now. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Like, it's like at times I can't even sleep because it's like my brain. Yes, Iran, everything. Haiti, the kidnappings. It's like, it's so much shit going on globally, like for real. That's why I tell y'all, all of this celebrity tea is cool. But y'all better keep up with what's going on internationally. Because everything that's going on internationally is about to affect us. We're already sending money over there to go help Israel. You know what I'm saying? We're already, like, trying to, like, get involved in some shit on top of this stuff that we're dealing with with Ukraine. So I feel like as a kid who grew up in the 80s, yes, Bible prophecy, but I feel like I'm living in, like, a real-life G.I. Joe episode. Like, I grew up, like, every morning watching G.I. Joe before school. You know what I'm saying? G.I. Joe versus the Cobra Commander. And like, you know, the, the blue lasers versus the red lasers. I'm not the only person here who watched G.I. Joe. Like, I really feel like I'm like a real life episode of G.I. Joe. And everybody globally is fighting to control the new world order. And on that note, I gotta go. Ah! <laughs> I'm out. So I, I think though, like, I, I feel like this is gonna be the catalyst right now that's gonna lead us into World War Three. And if you watch my deep dive, I was telling y'all, like, low-key, it's already started. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's not going to be so much um, war on the battlefield. It's going to be technological. It's going to be AI. It's going to be hacking into systems, into water systems. We already had the hacks with the pipelines. We had the hack in Florida that could have killed the whole city down there in Florida if somebody wouldn't have spotted that they had raised the fluoride levels. And that was just two years ago. So we've been getting hit with cyber attacks left and right. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's going on right now um, that we really have to pay attention to. Um, the resources in the world are dwindling. And um, a lot of these countries, the so-called third world, they're not having it anymore. They're fighting back. They're tired of colonialism and, and things like that. So like I told y'all during the Montgomery boat brawl, I told y'all back then that there's a spirit that's going around internationally where a lot of these countries are tired of being used. They're tired of being stepped on. Um, even with Gaza, you got to feel bad for those people. I don't even understand like how that, how that country or that little piece of land is even able to exist. These people cannot leave. 
they can't just say, I want to leave Gaza and go on a vacation to Florida or go to Egypt. They are stuck. It's an open air prison. And if they go too far out to sea, they'll be bombed. If they go too far to the border, they'll be shot. So it's just a lot of like real evil shit that's going on in this world. And it's really, it's sad. And that's why I say like, you know, be grateful. Like, even though, yeah, we have issues here in America, you know, every day is not perfect. You know, y'all know I've, I've dealt with depression and just so much stuff I've been through over the years, you know, so I still have my battles that I deal with day to day, right? So even though we go through a lot of stuff here, just be grateful, be really grateful for like what you have. It may not be the best or the best. You may not have the newest this and that. You might be struggling to figure out what your next moves are in life, but be really grateful because there's really people out here who are, they don't know right now if they walk out their house, if they'll just be bombed. You know what I'm saying? They're literally telling people, you got 10 minutes to leave the area. Do we stay in our house and risk our home being bombed? Do we run outside and, and risk getting blown up? Like, these are videos that we're watching. Like, I went out to Twitter the other day, and it was just so many bodies on Twitter. I'm like, this is just so sad. You know, because for me, when I see stuff like this, like, I don't care. Like, y'all know, I don't care about race, gender, sexual orientation, none of that shit. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And like I always tell you guys, one of the things that we're trying to do as human beings, we're just trying to live, take care of our families, you know what I'm saying, and make it through this thing called life. So it's, it's really sad, like, what's going on overseas. Like, it, like... It's heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking watching like those young Israeli kids. They're just partying and having fun and to see them get shot on camera. And then then you you flip to the other side. You have the people in Gaza who don't have anything to do with Hamas. They're not even allowed to leave the strip and they're being bombed on. So it's just it's a bunch of destruction on both sides. And it's like. I don't even know what to think because all of this is so old. Like they've been fighting over this land in the Middle East since before I was born. Like this has been going on like throughout our whole childhood. But unfortunately, we've had the comfort of just watching it from the television. There are kids who were born into that. All they know is bombs. All they know is, you know, being on edge and PTSD. So it's unfortunate. It's really sad what's going on. So I feel bad for everybody on both sides. Like war is not a good thing. And, you know, unfortunately, people make money off of war. So when I see like Nikki Haley and other people like champion this shit and it's like, bro, like there's really human casualties on both sides. Like this is not a good thing. How about we try and figure out what's going on and let cooler heads prevail? But to me, I just feel like there's something fishy in all this. I just... I don't believe that it's happening the way that they're saying it's happening because they just, they have too much security and technology for this to be a surprise attack, you know? And then you have like over there in Iran, they're like celebrating it. So I don't know, man, it's, um, it's going to be a cold winter. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a cold winter. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on internationally. I'm going to keep y'all posted on everything in the Discord, of course. We'll continue to have our conversations in the international newsroom. Um, I, I'm not going to do videos on it really on YouTube because they censor me on here, unfortunately. But I will try and create deep dives if need be on like certain topics, I will. But yeah, it's sad. Just be grateful that you guys are like in a safe place for the most part we don't have to step out your house and have to deal with like you know not knowing if you're going to be bombed on so what's happening over there is serious and until they can figure something out it's it's going to get worse 
you know, and like I said, even with the whole Russian Ukraine situation, it's very sad because it's the citizens who don't want to have anything to do with this. The Russian citizens also, they don't want to be in a war. They don't want to have anything to do with this. The Ukrainians, they don't want to have anything to do with this. It's all of these puppet masters and they're using the people globally as puppets, you know, and it's, it's a lot. And if you think this is bad, wait until the water wars come, you know. You have countries right now that are fighting over control of the Nile River. The Euphrates River is down. Like, we can go without cars. We can go without semiconductors. But you can only live so long without water. So that's when it's really going to get bad. When you're talking about resources that are a matter of life and death. So, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's scary. I feel like we are living, um, the world is a stage. And I, I just feel like we're living like in a world stage right now. I feel like a lot of Bible prophecy um, is coming to pass, you know, revelations, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's insane. Somebody said, have you heard the Chicago-Palestine situation? No, what happened in Chicago with Palestine? Like, like they're Chicago, let me Google. Let me see if it comes up. Because I haven't heard, I'm not sure. Pro-Palestine march in Chicago's loop. Um, here come the fact checkers. They're saying it's from 2021. So what happened? Were they fighting or something? Hold on, let me see if I can turn this on. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen real quick and then I'm gonna go. Give me just a second here. See what happened in Chicago. In Chicago. They are holding a rally and march right now along Michigan Avenue. CBS 2's Jermont Terry has more on their message. Here in downtown on Michigan Avenue, there is a large crowd, crowd gathering. They are all here in support of the Palestinians. They're also rallying against Israelis' war crimes that they say have taken place in Gaza. Now, they claim that more than 900 Palestinians, including 140 children, have also been injured in this war that has taken place over the last few days. Again, many people gathering here in support of the Palestinian uh, side of this uh, conflict that continues to take place. And we're going to hear from them and hopefully have a full report coming up on the CBS 2 News at 10. All right, let me come I'm back Matt on the screen. So it looks like there's like protests and stuff that are going on out here in America. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I said, y'all, um, stay safe. Some girl apparently pepper sprayed a Palestinian girl today at school. Oh my gosh! So you guys, so you're saying like the Jewish and the Palestinian kids at your school are fighting? That's too bad. That's really, yeah, it, it does. It's almost like Game of Thrones and just all that stuff. It's crazy. Um, let me see here. Okay, Miranda said, 499 says, we just need to love each other even through disagreements. You can agree to disagree. Stay blessed, sis. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um... The missus sent $20. She says, the shortage in the military, there will be a draft. Yes, we've been talking about that for a while um, on Discord. Um, and shout out to all my military people. You know, thank y'all for y'all service. But I think if it if 
things are continuing the way it's continuing because like these kids they're, they're not trying to join the military they all want to be on tiktok and be social media famous so that I, I do feel like if we end up having to get pulled into this potential world war three situation they're going to bring back the draft they've been saying that for a while remember um that what is the game is it call of duty they put Nicki minaj in there and i was telling y'all why do you think they're trying to have all these rapper characters voice call of duty because they're trying to appeal to the youth you know the barbs are annoying they're an army on the internet let's see if they will go on the front line and fight <laughs> you know what i mean like calling out barbs going you know what i mean apply for the military but i feel like that's why they're putting a lot of celebrities in a lot of these you know video games these uh military video games is because they want to encourage the youth to join the draft they, i mean not to get drafted but to join the military so and if they don't join the military if the barbs do not go and sign up in droves for the navy and the in the marines they are going to bring back the draft that's being talked about for a while so and it's scary you know what i'm saying because i'm a boy's mom so you know to even think that the draft could happen again because it hasn't been like that since the 60s it's very very scary to think about so all we can do is stay prayed up, you know what I'm saying, and just take one day at a time and just appreciate what you have and just appreciate, you know, that just understand your situation could be worse. So prayers to everybody. Like just, I just, because I know I have like tea sippers that are, you know what I'm saying, Israeli and Palestinian, I can't even say it, Palestinian or whatever, um, from Palestine. Like, you know, I know I had tea sippers from like all over the world, so I just wish like you know everybody the best and like i said it's sad because all of this is like political you know it's the governments that are doing this and it's the people that are suffering the people are being used like pawns so it's just it's heartbreaking it really is so y'all i've been out here for two hours shout out to everybody who came to the stream today we got up to ten thousand people so that was really dope so thank you guys for coming through thank you everyone for the super chats and the love um i'll have more content out this week um, I'm going to be working on True Crime Tea Time and a deep dive this month. So thank you guys. Everybody have a good night. Talk to y'all later. Bye.